looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. Hey, I know we have a lot of horror fans that listen to our shows, and I know things have been tough for everybody across the board these past six or seven months with what's been going on in the real world, but I wanted to make a suggestion to you horror fans, because I know part of the normal routine year in and year out is to attend different conventions to meet some of your favorite horror stars. However, none of us have been able to do that because of obvious reasons. But I do have a little suggestion for you. SignatureHorror.com Now, some may ask, what is that? Well, they obtain autographs for the fans from some of their favorite stars, from some of their favorite franchises. Whether it be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. They have different options such as, besides getting their autographs, you can do live Zoom calls with your favorite stars. You can do personalized videos for people, greetings of some sort. They just have many options. So if you're looking for to spend some money that you may have spent at conventions, check them out and see the options they have SignatureHorror.com That's right, SignatureHorror.com
Hi everyone, my name is Stella Prince, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. your least favorite host in a podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isles. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. So folks, when this next guest was presented to us, and I started to sit down and think about her, and doing some homework because god forbid i actually do some reading and research and make this sound somewhat presentable this up-and-coming musician as i was saying and i was trying to find the best word to use here but unfortunately i was stumped for a bit but then i came up with the word and i know sometimes people use this often or too much but in this case i will use the word phenomenal that's what came to mind. This singer-songwriter is from near a little town in New York that is known across the world for music in Woodstock, New York. But she truly, with her music, speaks to people's hearts, especially with her new single, which we are going to talk about before you leave. And it's truly powerful. It's timely, and it's got a universal message guaranteed to speak to the hearts of the listeners of all generations and all music genres. Please welcome Stella Prince. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And I know that was a mouthful with the introduction, but... Oh, no. Your words are are so kind, and um, it's just... It's really been so exciting to be able to share my music with the world um this is my first ever single so it's really such a special special experience for me to have obviously first and foremost i want to dive into background of you i know the show is called crazy train but and my co-host who ain't here today from ireland we like to see the people beyond the the entertainment or whatever our guests do. And like I said in the intro there a couple of times, did a little homework and I was floored to see and read. And please tell me if I'm wrong on this. You were you had completed an accelerated high school program at 15 and you are currently finishing up on your associate's degree in liberal arts. Is that true? Yes, yes, it is true. Um, I was so lucky enough to find this accelerated program, um, you know, because I've always known that I wanted to be a musician first and foremost. Um, And so luckily I was able to, you know, take these amazing accelerated college courses and, you know, be done. Um, And I'm graduating in a few weeks and it's just so exciting to, 
you know, be able to have that experience of, you know, going to college sort of, you know, even if just for a little bit. So it's really wonderful. Well, I guess with that, I want to follow up with a question that might seem, I don't know how it may seem, hope it don't come across weird, but if you don't mind me asking, you're 16 now, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm, Okay. I thought I had that correct in the notes. It's not just a male thing or a female thing or whatever, but especially, well, two ways I can look at this. You know, it's such a unique time at that age group when you're trying to, well, most people are trying to still figure themselves out. And there's, you know, the teenage aspect of, puberty and dating and this and you know i mean all that stuff that goes into the that age group but then there's the other part of that and it's been the past year or so with covid and not a a, we're doing this on video to folks so she sees me air quoting a normal world right on top of that not having a normal circumstances for anybody you know, no matter the age. Right. So how does that all play into what you got going on now? Sure. You know, it's definitely very hard to be a teenager in the music industry and in a pandemic. So, you know, I think that is by far been the most challenging aspect is my age. Um, you know, and that's something I've been working on is just trying to build up my stamina and just trying to really build up my work ethic and and hone all of my skills, whether it's songwriting or performing, Um, you know, and I think I really have learned so much in this pandemic because I've been able to do hours worth of, you know, co-writing on Zoom and, you know, it's really built up my skills. And, you know, a year ago, I couldn't do more than an hour and a half. You know, I was just exhausted, but, after a year of of working on this, you know, I'm able to do a four hour co-write, you know, so I think that has definitely been a challenge, but it's also really benefited me. Absolutely. Very well said. And as you were saying that, and after I asked, I would also say there's a third factor here that would come across, you know, I'm in my thirties and still have some involvement with it, I guess, on this aspect, but especially in a case like yours, how supportive is the family aspect, your mom and dad? And I don't know if you have any siblings or anything like that. So how's that for you? Sure. It is unbelievable. Um, You know, my family is sort of beyond supportive. Um, You know, I'm an only child. And so my parents are just really able to you know, just take so much time out of their work day and, you know, just really focus on me and my career. And, um, you know, they were really the ones that, you know, pushed me to study music after I told them that that was what I wanted um, when I was around seven. And ever since then, you know, they've taken me to every rehearsal, every concert. Um, and it's just, you know, without them, I would not be where I am today. No question. Well, it's nice to hear that they are a pivotal or a part of you, oh, yeah. your development and all this not just in life but with your music as well but to get into the music stuff a little bit i had heard that you were influenced especially at a young age which is i'm barely of the age group i would say at 36 even though i've got such a variety in encyclopedia of music myself 
and not that I do it professionally or anything or trying to, but I was impressed to see you had influence of folks like Joni Mitchell and Judy Collins and such. Where did you pick up following those musicians? Yeah, they are by far some of my favorites. And, you know, I think when I was growing up, um, you know, my parents, they're not musicians at all, but for some reason, they just have such a love of music. And my dad especially has a huge CD collection. So growing up, I, you know, was exposed to every single genre possible, um, you know, from Broadway to rock to big band um, and, you know, definitely folk music and, and that kind of style was really something that I just absolutely fell in love with um, from a very young age. And, you know, the first time he played it for me when I was only around four or five, um, you know, it really just brought me to tears and it was such beautiful music. Um, so ever since hearing that, you know, they've always been some of my biggest inspirations. And I can joke here with that you said a key word there in CDs. And most folks would, your age group, I'm old enough to remember A-Tracks and cassette tapes oh, yeah. not that i'm super old but that was around in the 80s right. we still had some in my household but folks when she says cds these used to be things that <laughs> people would put into a player yep. kind of like dvds right you now and people would listen to their music now and didn't stream everything yeah it was a different time in the <laughs> 2000s you know yeah. i was born in 2004 and from as early as i can remember you know 2006 2007 um you know it was just all cds you know i never even saw a computer until i was like six <laughs> so oh uh, holy <laughs> you just made me feel that much older <laughs> by saying that uh when you were born but <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, it it is what it is though, uh, folks. But I'm I'm very grateful for that experience <laughs> of growing up with CDs. Um yes. there's something really special about just having that album, you know, and being yeah. able to, you know, read all the yeah. and yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I've recently started buying vinyl, even though I don't have something to play it on. There's just something about having the physical medium. Yeah. Like if you look in yeah, it's a mess right now, this cabinet off to my side, but it's full of DVDs and such. Okay. And it's like my four-year-old niece always asks me, goes, what are these things? Because she's so used <laughs> yeah. to hitting the remote and yeah. pop whatever pops up. But anyway, let's get into the music some more. And sure. obviously, you've been doing this songwriting sessions, as you said, and your parents have been very supportive and going to shows and everything else like that. Before this pandemic hit, how much time were you spending in Nashville to perform, write, and help try to further their career? Sure. You know, it's funny, but I didn't really start my Nashville aspect of my career um, until around last fall of 2019. So re we really only had the opportunity to go to Nashville in fall of 2019 and winter of 2019. And then the pandemic hit. And, you know, I was stuck home for a year. Um so I've only been to Nashville twice, um, but I do all my co-writes and meetings um, on Zoom, obviously, but everyone lives in Nashville. So I kind of feel like I have a little bit of the Nashville experience from my own home. Um, but I, I love Nashville. Um, it's really such a special place. Well, besides Nashville, I've heard you've been around in spots all over New York, L.A., You've been to the famous Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Is there a particular spot that you've enjoyed playing in? Oh, gosh. I mean, 
Honestly, my favorite thing to do out of the entire aspect of being a singer songwriter is the performing. Um, you know, it's just my first love. And that's what got me addicted to music in the beginning was, you know, the aspect of performing for people. Um, so, you know, it's hard to say what my favorite place to be um, to perform really is. But I think the Bluebird um, honestly has such a special um, feel and vibe to it. Um, I was only there once um, last year and, you know, I was lucky enough to perform two songs um, and it was just so magical, you know, because you you know that all these huge stars were once sitting exactly where you were. So it's, it's really quite an amazing place. And just a little side note about the Bluebird, and I just recently learned this. <laughs> confirmed that Garth Brooks had actually heard originally the dance in the bluebird cafe by the original writer yeah so like you said you'll never know right. it's just amazing the talent that's been there it really is it's such a magical place and i think nashville is just filled with all those like hidden gems where so many stars have been um and it's really just such a special feeling to be there and it's a down home town it's Yes, it's a big, bigger city because of the entertainment aspect of things. Right. But like I said, I have contacts down there and they said, they say, it's amazing. You'll go out to dinner and go, wait, like I know one particular artist, I won't say his name. He pinches, pinches himself, even though he's well known in the industry. Mm -hmm. he, he goes, hey, that's Luke Bryan over there eating dinner. That was, yeah. hey, there's Vince Gill over there just hanging around and before the pandemic, but you know, you'd see, like it's not shocking to see all these musicians or singer songwriters and you know, to see them out about living their lives. Right. And, you know, I think that's the most amazing part about Nashville because somewhere like LA, you know, like the stars don't go out or, you know, LA is just so sprawling that it's not like such a tight knit community, you know, but in Nashville, you really see, you know, the stars um, just go out and go to yeah. farmer's markets and go out to eat, you know? So it's amazing. Live a normal you know, life. But speaking of performing your new single, your first single, which yes. everybody's excited for before you leave, what can you tell me or tell the audience, I should say about this particular song? Sure. Um, you know, I think it'll always be one of my favorite songs because, you know, it's my first one that I'm ever sharing with the world. Um, so I think, you know, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. Um, but it's, um, it was self-penned, you know, it was a, a solo write. And, um, you know, I think it's a very universal message because it really, you know, talks about loss um, and, and losing someone you love, you know, whether that be a partner or, or a dog or a cat or a friend, um, you know, and, you know, that's something that everyone goes through and everyone experiences. Um, and, you know, the first time I ever wrote a song was when I was nine and my dog died. Um, and that emotion just pushed me to songwrite. Um, and so I think this is, this is definitely where it's coming from. It's just emotion of losing someone. And obviously, you know, in this pandemic, um, it's crazy, crazy time. Um, you know, so many people are just feeling so much pain and so much grief. Um, so I really hope that it can resonate with everyone. And, you know, this was back to what I was saying in the intro about just how floored I am about and how phenomenal you are, to use that word again, where it truly reflects that 
significant loss feeling that one may have and longing for one more moment that's something special or someone that something's been taken away for you. And that's what I mean, how phenomenal, not only is the song and the music phenomenal that I've heard, but the reason I say that is it's just amazing to me because I know it. if I was 15, 16 years old, I know I was, I've always been pretty reflect, self-reflective in depth, but it's the word I'm trying to get out this morning, which ain't working, but <laughs> first day new mouth folks. But yeah. I'm part of the reason I was floored and find this phenomenal is how se- not only self-reflective you are, there's just a certain maturity about, and we've just met here folks on this chat. She is just phenomenal in terms of, I guess the best way to des- describe yeah. this is so emotional in tune she is to the big picture at such a young age and that's very impressive thank you so much i guess it's the best way to get that out now if we can do this here and now if you're good to go stella has actually agreed to as she's setting up her guitar to actually play this new single here for everybody uh live on this call so stella if you're good to go. All right, it would be my honor. This is Before You Leave. Thought you and me were always meant to be. But timing's everything, don't you see? So just one more time, say you Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was going to end on that note, but there's one more thing I wanted to bring up to see if you were still involved with this. 
little birdie had told me that you were doing some reporting for a local newspaper, but also spinning records of 30s and 40s music at WGXC. Are you still involved doing that kind of thing? Uh, I am not. You know, that was one of the most exciting and so inspirational and one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, When I was 12, 13, and 14, I was um, lucky enough to be a DJ. Um, And, you know, it's just so amazing to be able to just find these like unknown artists and, you know, play them on my show. And it was like a music history class. Um, And it was really one of the highlights of my life so far. Absolutely. Uh, It's a, you know what? There's still going to be more great moments to come. And I mean that with all due respect there, there's going to be more fun for you and definitely a lot of talent, but if you want, and I'm, I guess I could share this with the audience as well. And I, but I know you'll appreciate this because mm. with her DJ and during that time at 12, 13, 14 years old and such, as she was just saying, she was playing stuff in like the thirties and forties and yeah. stuff during her weekly broadcast. Yeah. But the thing I thought would think you would find interesting if you can go ahead and find it, which I think you would on the internet, mm. as we know, almost everything's out there, good or bad is look up if you're familiar with blues artist jeff healy i'm not he has he used to do some hosting of his own and he besides the kick-ass music that he played he was known to have and i did a special on him i should remember this like four or five years ago but he had on his personal collection, like thirty to forty thousand hours worth of vinyl and music, and just wow. a lot of jazz, a lot of just eclectic set of collection that he played not only on the radio but just for his own personal use. So, I think you would get a kick out of that since you've had that background as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely check him out. He sounds amazing. Oh, he, yeah. Start doing your doing a little digging on Jeff. He's Absolutely. not only as a musician, but DJ, he did some DJ work. He's at based out of Toronto. So wow. wonderful. But if folks want to see you or find you on social media, website, all that stuff, where's the spot they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can totally go to my website, which is just stellaprincemusic.com. Um, or definitely follow me on all social medias, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, and of course, Spotify would be very appreciated as my first single just came out a few weeks ago. We will put links to all that down below on both versions, the audio and the video versions of this. Stella, happy Easter. Thank you so much for the time. Oh, thank you so much.
Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shot suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hey guys, my name's Elena and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. He took my heart right in his hands and he smashed it and a few more stories. 